0: Welcome to The Plateau Partners Pulse. This is season 2. It's so exciting. I never thought the day would come. And my first guest this time, I would tell you their name, but that's the first question. So, I'm going to let them tell you their name. Who are you?
1: I'm Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen.
0: There you go. Look at that. Gosh. It's like riding a bike. You just start right all over again. Um so that's the first question your name and your business
1: name. Now, Eileen, where are you located? I'm located in Bellevue, Washington, but I am not limited to my geographic area, which we're going
0: to get into later in the interview. And it's an awesome thing. You have clients that have contacted you, I think, from Alaska
1: and Maryland. Wow. That's Florida, like Florida. Wow. See? North Carolina. It's amazing. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your, your business. Well, I do done-for-you memory books, which are photo books and scrapbooks. I also do weekly, monthly workshops, biannual retreats and classes for DIYers, do-it-yourselfers. I do, I sell traditional and digital products for DIYers, from albums and stickers to photo books, software, and permanent cloud storage and media conversion. Holy cow. Wow. So
0: translation for the layperson remember scrapbooking remember all those fun squares and then you would get all the little embellishments and the add-ons and the pictures and you had all these grandiose plans with all of your children to to talk about every event yeah that that's what Eileen does and Eileen's business has evolved with the times as you say to now not only take care of the people that want to do DIY but also the folks that are like, no, no, why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a word. Um, and and then the the digital piece, you know, again, all of those those drawers and things of pictures that we all have from forever ago. But then there's all the pictures that every time you change your phone over and the cloud and people that have Dropbox and all of that stuff. So I mean, really,
1: yours is a community service. I think so. I I want to help people with their photos, so.
0: Well, yeah. And, you know, um people need help. It would give you so much more space, people. Um how how long have you been in business again?
1: 19 years next month.
0: Wow, look at you. Um so your ideal client is basically a person with a lot of pictures.
1: Yep. Who needs help getting uh, photo-related projects completed. Uh, I mean, that's kind of perfect. Um so what do you think makes
0: you different than other people that, you know, you, you are a creative memories rep, um, but then your business goes beyond that. So what makes you different from other people that are doing this?
1: Well, I, I have a client from, uh, named Dan from Alaska, and he called me in February and said, I have all my things together to uh, to make a photo book, but everybody I call says they want to teach me how to do it. And he said, I don't want to do it. Will you do it for me? And I said, yes, actually I will. And he said, great, I'll put it in the mail tomorrow. That's awesome. So I'm a person that uh, I do what other scrapbooker uh, advisors do too. I have events that people can go to and Zoom into, and I sell the products to make scrapbooks. But I have expanded my business to actually make books for other people. And a lot of my competitors, if they do that at all, they do time and materials. So you never know what it's going to cost in the end. And I've come up with package pricing so people know right up front how much a book will cost. That's, it. I mean, that's
0: huge. You did a book for me and it was is amazing. And what was so great is I had you do a digital book. It was when Annie studied abroad and our Florence trip. And I could then give copies to my in-laws who were on the trip with us, my mother who was on the trip with us, Annie, because it was her really experience, and then have one as a family. And it's it's an amazing thing to be able to hand everything over to you because I don't want to do it myself. So um, I wanna, I'll want to. i get into the why you do what you do because I happen to know a little bit about your why. So let's move on to question four for sure. those that are playing at home. Because, um, you know, that question three has so many different layers to it. So I feel like, you know, you got to get into it. It's like A, B, C, and
1: D. Um, how long have you been in B&I? Four and a half years. But I subbed for about a year before that. So it feels like. Who would you sub for? I sub for Raj a lot. Oh. Yes. yes. Okay.
0: Um, so what do you appreciate about BNI as an organization?
1: I love the attitude of giver's gain. Uh, I know right away when I'm dealing with someone from that's not a BNI member because you get the sense that they want something from you. It's, mm-hmm. And they have the attitude like, what can you do for me? Or what can you buy from me? Right. When you meet and work with BNI members, uh, they have the sense of giver's gain. So they are thinking about what can I do for you or how can we help each other? Mm -hmm. So it's a much different mindset. And I really appreciate that about BNI.
0: It's true. It's, It's like a ping pong. You know, it's like, okay, let me make sure that I serve this to you so that you can hit it back. And it makes a huge difference versus it being like i'm gonna I'm gonna hit this to you so that you miss it." And it's like you're missing the point. Um, what about our chapter? Plateau partners in particular?
1: I love the plateau partners. You know what I appreciate about them is the business acumen and the expertise in our group. If you look around, a lot of us have been doing what we've been doing for a while, mm-hmm. a decade or two. And there's a few people that started yesterday or recently, but uh, not as many. So I think it would be interesting to count up all of the years of experience that we have in our group because we have a lot of experience in our respective industries and we have a knowledgeable group of movers and shakers.
0: It's true. We do. I know starting my business, my business has evolved over the past three years that I've been a member for it. And thank God for all of the cumulative years of experience, because then, you know, I'm like, oh, you can answer that question or you can share tips or best practices. And it just, it makes things so much, um, so much easier.
1: Yes. It really helped me when I, uh, when I joined because I wanted to do albums for people. And or or sell albums to people, and they said, "Oh no, we want you to do this for us." And I was doing that already a little bit anyway, but they helped me uh, make it systematic, and they helped—they gave me the feedback of package pricing, mm-hmm. and so so that was so invaluable.
0: Absolutely, I mean, having that group there—that you know—it's the whole like give the people what they want, and to actually have a room of people that are telling you what they want, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, okay. Here's a whole new thing that I can do.
1: Exactly. Cool. They opened my eyes to a whole new market I didn't really realize existed.
0: Of course. I mean, inherently, we're lazy people. <laughs> um, so the words like, no and trust are the words that are commonly associated with BNI, just like givers gain. Uh, what do you think are three words that are associated with you and or your business?
1: Well, I think... Um, I'm passionate, I'm patient, and I'm proactive. Oh my gosh, I love that you did a alliteration
0: is, so I, much. <laughs> that is like such a thing for me. Um, okay, so start
1: with passionate. So I love what I do. I'm so lucky to get to do what I love. And I love working with people's pictures. I love the stories. I love the paper and the feeling of using the stickers or doing it digitally. It's I love tactile. It, it can be. There's part of it that is. The, the traditional scrapbooking is tactile. Um, and I, uh, I just love taking something that's all chaotic and messy and turning it into something that's neat and tidy and tells a story. Well, and
0: that's, I was going to say, that's the best part is that it's so interesting. Like the analogy of making all of those memories is like messy and chaotic and so then to be able to look back on them and be like, oh, it's like a highlight reel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's like, um, I mean, the Disney trips that it's like, um, but like, look, here's the whole family. You know, after I've completely yelled at them to like,
1: you know, <laughs> stand like this. You can this, edit like that. that out. <laughs> that's the nice part about scrapbooking. Oh, we don't have to remember that part. <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: So then the patients. um, that must be everything from the process of somebody dumps a box of photos to people obviously these are their memories and stories they want it a certain
1: way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and having the patience to comb through all of this stuff mhm and then chat with them and glean what they what they're looking for and what they want and sometimes it's a certain paper or a certain color And sometimes it's to copy what they started the the book doing. Oh, so so it's like you're
0: like a ghostwriter of sorts, like kind of trying to continue on what they did. And they're like, I really don't want Charlie to know that I gave up on his (laughs) scrapbook before he was even born. And so try to do something that's in keeping with what I did before.
1: Yes, sometimes, because sometimes I start fresh doing scrapbooks for people or photo books. And sometimes they've started six pages and then they stopped. And so they said, can you please take it from here and copy my style? And I study their style and I try to copy it as best I can. I did a, a preemie book last year for a baby who, um, was born at week 25 wow. and his, and his, it's his first 101 days at, t- of life. And, um, They wanted to remember how much they worked to bring him into the world and help him survive. And so they asked me to to kind of copy the same. And I was able to to do that. And it's two volumes later. So it was like 120 pages later. We told the story of her sweet little baby's life. And how and he survived.
0: What an amazing thing. I mean, I think about how when, you know, the president does the first 100 days in office, right? And then kind of does a State of the Union. I mean, you essentially did that. And, you know, the first 100 days. That's so cool. Okay. So um, we talked about passionate. We talked about patient. And then proactive.
1: Proactive. I think uh, a good example of that is the whole pandemic thing. When we um, had to pivot, I have an in A studio in my daylight basement where people come and scrapbook on Tuesdays and Fridays and one Saturday a month from 10 to 10. (laughs) And, um, and all of a sudden we were on lockdown and, um, I learned through my BNI group because all in our BNI group, uh, met with me on zoom to discuss a Halloween book for her. And I saw, oh my goodness, this has so many applications for my business and so I immediately contacted my clients and said you can't come in here but let's all meet on Zoom and and um scrapbook together alone together. Is that kind of how I said I it? I love that. That's awesome. And so my people said um they were very grateful for that and there were some people in the creative memories world that said, "Oh, I'll just wait till the pandemic's over and then I'll I'll reconnect with my customers." And I and I thought to myself, Who knows how long that's going to be? And I don't want to wait. Well, and not only that, however, all of the the pictures for posterity
0: of how we all lived. I mean, this is a moment in history that, you know, happened. And so there needs to be pictures of it. You know, here's here's dad working from home with his, you know, pajama pants on and
1: his button up shirt or, you know, whatever it is. It's like there's there's a story to tell there. Oh, yes. I have a whole album down here of 2020 of all the different stories that happened in the year. But uh, my clients were very grateful that they had the opportunity to to be connected once or twice or three times a week. That's awesome.
0: Well, and yeah, I would totally say that you're proactive. I know you and you are um, very thoughtful about that. You're anticipating how can I help people? And so I think that's fair. Um, so share something that maybe your clients don't know. I I explain this every episode. If you haven't listened to season one, listen to it. And every darn time I'm saying the reason that I do this is because it's the odd little stories about ourselves that somebody hears and they say, oh, my gosh, I know that or I did that or that's so cool or tell me what it was like. And it's the it's the details that connect us. So what is... Your random thing.
1: My random thing is that my junior year in college, I was an ex- ex- excuse me exchange student in Japan, in Tokyo, Japan. I went to Sophia University and I live with a Japanese family in the Beverly Hills of Tokyo across Ooh. the street from the Frank Sinatra of Japan. And then between semesters, I traveled with two of my classmates through Asia. We went to Hong Kong, Macau, China, Malaysia, Penang, Taiwan, and then back to Tokyo. Wow. The Beverly Hills of Tokyo.
0: So like what like big houses
1: was their staff? Well, in my family, we um, we had a like a four bedroom, two and a half bath, two ha- bath yeah, four bedroom, two bath house, which probably was about twenty five hundred square feet. That's big there. Well, I was going to say here it's uh, not that big, but in Tokyo, where most families live in a like a two room apartment, right? That's really big. That really, is really big. big. I had my own room. Wow, yeah, that's my, so cool. It was really cool. It was a super cool experience. And it was how long were you there? Uh, one school year.
0: That's so, a long time. Yeah,
1: yeah, September to June. Gosh, yeah, so did the Frank Sinatra of Japan did he did he sing, actually? He was a singer, and he lived across the street. and up uh, he would be on TV, and my host mother would say, "See him, He lives over there. And it was the house literally across the street. I would look down on it when I was at my desk working doing my homework. And um, actually, I wrote him a note before I left because I thought it would be, a travesty to return to America and never have the chance to meet him, even though he just lives right across the street. Right. So I wrote him a note, probably in Japanese, as best I could. Sure. You. And I said, I'm an American exchange student, and I live across the street, and I would love to meet you if that's okay. And then his, his housekeeper came over and knocked on the door and said, you have an exchange student here, and uh, Itsuki Hiroshi would like to meet him, meet her, um, so you have an appointment in two days. And so at this time, and I ran, or my, my host mother, and I ran around getting the appropriate clothes and the appropriate gift and the appropriate everything so that I could meet her neighbor across the street. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> and then he invited me to NHK, which is the TV station in Tokyo. And um, he was singing on TV and I got to see it. So it was kind of fun.
0: Okay, so here's a little PSA for everybody. 100% of the questions that you don't ask, the answer is no. So you have to ask the questions. That's so cool, Eileen. Okay. Um, What would you say is your top most frequently asked question?
1: It is, what's a memory book? And what's the difference between a scrapbook and a photo book? I get that a lot. Okay.
0: All right. Let's talk about it. We'll talk about that in the interview piece. Sure. Um, All right. So, now everyone's favorite part of season one. What's your
1: favorite curse word? And I, I say my dad was in construction, and his mom, my grandma, swore like a sailor. So I've heard them all. I mean, at my at my wedding shower, she was swearing, and it was so embarrassing. Anyway, so I don't have a favorite. I like them all.
0: <laughs> You're not even going to just say it? Just, nope. Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. Well— Then, on that note, let's take a break. And then, when we come back, let's dig a little bit deeper into memory books with Eileen and we will chat more and learn more. You're listening to Plateau Partners Pulse. We will be right back.
2: interested in visiting a plateau partners bni meeting text bni pp info to 55678 you'll get links with information about bni the plateau partners chapter and this podcast as well as a link to register for a weekly meeting held every friday morning at 8:30 a.m. pacific time you'll come because you're curious stay because of the energy and join because of the network and what it can do for your business text bni pp Info to five five six seven eight.
3: Tax law changes all the time, which is both annoying and stressful. Relax. Raj Prabhu is a CPA and enrolled agent, and sometimes marriage counselor. It's his passion to keep track of, learn, and master the nuances of ever-changing tax law and requirement. He saves his client time and money. So they can focus on their relationships because advising clients how to maximize money-saving strategies minimizes their stress. Raj speaks tax, so you don't have to. Connect with Raj of RLP Tax and Accounting, PLLC, through his website, www.rlptax.com. www.rlptax.com.
2: Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse. This is Stacey Heller. I am interviewing for the first episode of our second season, Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen. So you mentioned in the FAQs question that people often ask you, what's the difference? Like, what is a memory book? What's the difference between a photo book and a scrapbook?
1: So why don't we start there? Okay, that sounds good. So um, a memory book could be a photo book or a scrapbook. It's a place where you put your uh, photographs and and your stories. And sometimes the photographs drive the story, and sometimes the the words do. And mm-hmm. sometimes they're pretty balanced. But but the the difference between the two is uh, that a photo book is a bound book, like you would have on your coffee table, mm-hmm. something that you would buy at the store, that, uh, buy at the bookstore. So it's already bound and you can't add anything to it. Okay. And everything's pre-printed on it. Okay. And then a scrapbook is a book that has pages that can come in and out. So they can be added to or taken away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the pages are designed to have things taped to them. Photographs, paper, stickers, uh, maps, you know, all that kind of of stuff. down embellishments. All of the embellishments. That's the official word. Right? Yes. It's like bedazzling. Bedazzling, yes. So
0: is memory books, is that a term that is widely used or is that you
1: because that's your philosophy about what you're doing? I chose memory books because I wanted to encompass both of those styles of scrapbooking. I didn't want to say scrapbooks by Eileen because then a lot of times people like the really the bound books. Mm-hmm. That's and what we pre- did. That's right. They prefer them because they're sleeker, they're lighter weight, they save room, you know, and if it's a, a an event that has a beginning and an end and you don't want to add pages to it, that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, and you were able to give us multiple copies. And
1: it's easy to replicate. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So in theory... Memory books are what you're creating, and the vessels are are different. Yes, okay. exactly. All right. Exactly. So I also want to touch on the why you do this. Okay. Because I think that um, most of us that are in business or whatever it is that our passion is or we're pursuing, it comes from somewhere, either something that we didn't have and we want more of, or something that we had and we became passionate about and wanted more of. Or, you know, something that we saw in the world that needed to be accomplished. So what what's your why behind why, why you've been doing this for 19 plus years?
1: Well, when I first started doing it, I, I wanted something to do when my son was napping, when I was a stay-at-home mom, right? So I wanted to... Um, use my business brain. I wanted to do something social, something creative, something constructive, and I found out about Creative Memories, and I said I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, trained as a teacher with a business background, I thought I can do that. And then as I started to examine deeper and deeper why I got into this business, mm-hmm. you know, why why am why am I so drawn to this? Why does this matter so much to me, and why isn't so important to me? And I realized that it's because of my mom and I lost my mom when I was 10. She passed away and she was 32 and she had four kids under 10. Wow. And um, so we didn't have a lot of pictures and we, and I didn't have a lot of stories from her. So I realized that those pictures and the stories that I did have were very valuable to me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure that those got preserved well and I also, being a mom, being a new mom, I wanted to make sure that my son had stories. If anything ever happened to me, that he would have the pictures and the stories to explain things that I might not be able to ex- be right. there to explain.
0: And what's interesting is when you look at pictures, you may not remember the actual event, but being able to look at the picture and witness. The connection or the, the feeling or the vibe or the laughter or, you know, like the I'm riding my bike and the elation at like, you know, everybody's so excited and whatever. It takes you right back to that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that completely makes sense. And it's it's something that is so fascinating to me because when asked that question of, you know, if your house was on fire, what would you grab? And people are always like my pictures. Well, it's going to be hard to grab them if they are in bags and boxes and drawers and envelopes all around your house so you might as well just i'm just going to tell you all now folks just send them to eileen (laughs) and she will make it much easier for you they'll be all like ticked and tidy and then you can focus on grabbing something else like the cat or your passport or your kids so another psa compliments of plateau partner spells um okay so We've talked about your definition of memory books. We've talked about your why. And you don't just, you know, you touched on this a little bit um, before. So not only is it the DIY people, but the fact that you can take this on for somebody and complete it. Because I feel like we're in such a busy time. And, you know, you talked about the you're a stay-at-home mom. You have one child. And that is a super busy time. And you also knew that you have I mean, I know you you have high energy. You're like you like to be creative. You like to do those things. And so having something creative that was preserving those moments was huge. Then there's me. And, you know, I I had four kids and had all of these wonderful, yeah, close together. Thank you. She's now <laughs> then close together. Yes, folks. That's right. Four in six and a half years. Mm-hmm. And so, any intentions that I had with albums and that kind of thing, they went by the wayside. And so, if I had known then what I know now, and the service of you being able to continue that, that's huge. You talked about a little bit before. Um, you know, you gave the example of the preemie, for instance. Mm-hmm. What are some other examples where you've been able to kind of pick up the ball and roll with it?
1: Well, in January, I got a project from a woman who had started her sister-in-law's 50th birthday album. And she had she had done the, put on this amazing 50th birthday party. For her sister-in-law, and she had she wrote to stars and got autographed photos for her her sister-in-law Tess. Like George Burns wrote of uh, wow. Sense, I mean, she she did some uh, really amazing things. Um, uh, there were a, a lot of other movie stars from 1995 that had um, written, uh, you know, these. Uh, Autographed photos, and she had um, she had photoshopped uh, magazine covers. Oh with, yeah, with um, her sister in law, starring in it Oh my god! Oh, she had gone so above and beyond. It was amazing the uh, the energy and the creativity she put into this birthday party. And then she started after the party was over. You know, she she took a uh, nap because she <laughs> needed a nap. <laughs> She took a, one or two <laughs> naps, maybe. But she had uh, she had all of her sister-in-law's pictures from, from when she was little to when she got married. And she was putting together, like, her whole sister-in-law's life up to age 50. And that was 25 years ago. So she had done probably about 9 or 10 pages in that book. But it was a 12 by 15 book. And she used, like, um, the the stars and the movie theater mm-hmm. kind of theme, okay. right? With it and she was a, she's an artist, so she she did these beautiful pages and then uh, she contacted me and she said um, she's going to be 75 now and she keeps wondering where my book where her book is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and she goes, "Can you finish this for me?" And I said, "Sure, absolutely." So she very um systematically organized Everything that she wanted me to put in and mm-hmm. how she wanted me to do it. We used some of the stars that were on the walls in the pictures okay. and the decorations. She had letters from people, and she was very organized, and that was very helpful. But um, we put together, or you know, we collaborated a lot via sure. Zoom. Um, I copied her style. I would send her pictures and see what she thought. She was um, very fun to collaborate with because I would explain something or sh- and she would give me some advice. And then we'd, we – so it was definitely a joint effort. But I did the heavy lifting. And in the end – She was thrilled and she sent it off in time for her sister in law's seventy fifth birthday and she heard back that her sister in law was inviting people over to see this book and it was like so it was twenty five years later, but it got done. And it was seventy five years in the making. And it was twenty five years in the making, but the but the lady was seventy five. She had to live her life. Yes, Um, exactly. That
0: is amazing. I can say without a doubt that none of my sister-in-laws would put in that kind of effort for me, Um, in spite of the fact that I am a very good (laughs) sister-in-law. So um, I love that. Okay. I know that you have also done things, and I'm struck by this, because you will share in our B&I meetings different kinds of books that you've done, where, for instance, you know, you have recipes that have been collected over the years, or um, if you're into uh, your family's, like family tree and genealogy, collecting and having that timeline and doing things like that, uh, that's also a really cool way of doing it, where you've had people do what this gal did and organize things in a sequential way that was really helpful for you, or the fact that they, oh, she's showing me a picture. Okay. I'm showing you a picture. You can't see this. <laughs> However, okay, you know the the old fashioned um, the marker boards or whatever those are called, um, where you're like action. Um, there is those and these stars that are there with these amazing pictures. This is really cool. You're gonna have to send me this, and I'm gonna have to share with everybody what this looks like.
1: Sure, that's we so talked. Cool. She talked about all of Tessa's roles in life, and so we created all these. Um, these, I, I created them through paper, these uh, clapboards or whatever they are. Oh, that's and, what it is. Yeah. Is that? I don't know if that's what it is, but that's what I did. That's and, what it is now. Yeah. That's <laughs> what we're calling it now. That's amazing. Well, and that's what I'm
0: saying. Like all of the different things that you've done for people, it's, it, there's really no limit. The limit is their imagination and that collaborative effort. So you talked about how you do, you had to pivot with the pandemic And how, you know, you still found a way to connect with people. You also do in person. So depending, obviously, on the state of the world, you do both in person or,
1: if appropriate, remote
0: events. So what are some of the events and things that you do?
1: Well, I do uh, weekly or biweekly events on Tuesdays and Fridays. I call them coffee crops. And that started when my Very son went to, um, went to elementary school. I started having people over during the day. And, um, and then I do a monthly Saturday crop, one Saturday a month, where people can come from 10 to 4, 4 to 10, or 10 to 10. And when they come in person, I make them lunch and dinner. Wow. And it's people when they Do first. People just come for the food. <laughs> no, no, I don't, not usually. But um, a lot of times people say, gosh, 12 hours, that's a long time, but it goes by super fast because you come in, you get started, it's time for lunch, you go back down and you work some more, and then it's time for dinner, and then you go back down and work some more. So. Well,
0: and I. I Scrapbooking is one of those things that you can really get lost in in the details in a good way, and you know really bring those things to life with all the assortments of backgrounds and the embellishments and the way you want to put the picture and the words that you want to put. And before you know it, you've done like three pages and it's two hours.
1: Well, my my people are pretty um, proficient because they've been I've been doing this a long time, and and so they they tend to get a lot more done because they know how to plan before they come so Mm. that they can get a lot done when they're there. But it takes a while to just get all your tools and everything all set up. And so that's why I like big blocks of time. I also do uh, a a retreat up in Monroe twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall. And that's um, Friday afternoon to Sunday afternoon. That's cool. Yeah. So it's two nights, six meals, and it fills up all the time. I'll bet it does. Mm -hmm. With
0: the the in person, do you do? Does everybody that does this, um, like sort of what's their level of proficiency? Meaning, if you're a starter, do you come in and you may not have all the tools yet, or is everybody arriving with like their full kit? Like here I am, and they're dragging <laughs> it in, and you know that whole thing.
1: Uh, so you mean like in my studio when they yeah. came to a studio? Well, uh, they I have tools available for people to use. Some some advisors don't believe in that because then they feel like People don't need to buy tools from them, but I like I like to give people the opportunity to scrapbook, and I don't want that to be a deterrent for them that they feel like they have to buy every single thing. I mean, eventually they do. Well, they, I was just <laughs> gonna say. I mean, but at first it's nice to borrow my trimmer or or to borrow you know some scissors or borrow right, something and then they're like, oh my gosh,
0: I love this so much, I need, to need use it. Need it, yeah, right.
1: exactly. But. um that it tends to work that way, but I do have tools for people to use. Absolutely, okay, yeah, and so, supplies in my studio for people to p- purchase if they want. That's so awesome,
0: and people can order. So if they are, there's a whole bunch of things, then it's not just what you have in your in your studio. It's whatever they want to get. They right, can, that's awesome. Right, um, we're gonna take a break in a minute. However, if people want to know where they can find out about your Uh, your crops and your events and your workshops and your retreats and all that kind of stuff, let people know where they can go to find out more about
1: that. Okay. They can go to memorybooksbyeileen.com forward slash events. So I have a website that that includes everything I do.
0: And you should know that Eileen is spelled E-I-L-E-E-N. So memory books by Eileen, E I L E E N dot com, backslash or forward slash, whatever it is, events. Got it. I never know if it's the forward or back. Whatever. I think it's
1: forward, but
0: yeah. It's it's all about perspective. Yes. Um, okay. We're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. You're listening to Plateau Partners Pulse. Again, I am having a conversation with Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen. We'll be right back. Running a business is challenging
3: enough. Figuring out your taxes is the last thing you want to focus on. CPA and enrollment agent Raj Prabhu keeps current on tax laws and requirements and helps you navigate the ever-changing tax maze so you can focus on steering your business to a profit. Advising and strategizing with small business owners on how to save money is his specialty. If you need someone that can speak tax and accounting, you need to speak with Raj Prabhu of RLP Tax and Accounting at www.rlptax.com.
0: Are you overwhelmed by all the photos you have tucked in boxes, drawers, and envelopes, not to mention sitting on jump drives, the cloud, or your phone? Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen can help you get inspired, organized, or creative with both traditional or digital scrapbooking products, services, and events. Don't have the time, energy, or interest to DIY? Eileen can also create a professional quality photo book or scrapbook for you. For more information or to book a free consult, Go to MemoryBooksByEileen.com. That's MemoryBooksByEileen.com. Save and share the stories that matter most.
2: Want to network with Plateau Partners members in person? You can by visiting one of their weekly Friday meetings at 8:30 a.m. Pacific Time. You'll meet and network with members, hear about their businesses, and see for yourself how a BNI meeting works. Text BNI PPINFO to 55678 or go to bniNW.com and search for Plateau Partners. Alternative Talk Eleven Fifty: The Talk of the Sound.
0: Welcome back to Plateau Partners Pulse, Season Two, Episode One. Action! Um, I got inspired by the by the uh, book that you were talking about. So, if you have missed the whole beginning of the episode, Eileen created this awesome scrapbook that had a movie theme to it. And the clapboards is what we decided they're called. Um, Anyway, okay. So we talked about your, the fact that you can help people that have already started something and you can pick up the ball and run with it. We've talked about the fact that you also are, it's so funny, you're, You have that educational piece like you did art in schools, you know, so you have that like I think of it as being like the art classroom when I was a kid where it was like, okay, everybody gets like their their tools and their piece of paper and their (laughs) crayons. And like, you know, now everyone's going to get a turn to do this. And you're right. That's the way that you inspire people. Give them the tools and let them figure it out. So that is very smart of you. And let's talk about the. um the different ways that you can do things. So you talked about the photo books and the scrapbooks. So before they even get to that point, though, I have, let's say I'm a potential client and I quite literally have envelopes of pictures that have been handed down to me from family, plus, you know, the drawer that I have. I'm literally speaking about my own life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the banker box that's filled with pictures and the... Every year, kids' school photos and those kinds of things. So that is overwhelming for people.
1: So do you organize that? I can definitely help people organize their photos, um, whether it's the physical photos like you were just describing Mm -hmm. or digital ones. Okay. And so with physical photos, uh, there are boxes that, Photos can be organized into, or if you have a, a project that you know you want to work on, then I have a box called a power layout box, and that gives me an opportunity to spread these plastic guides all over the table, and we can help, like almost like dealing cards, okay, uh, deal out all of the the photos and put them where you want them to go, where you think you want them to go, and you get the the macro view of your scrapbook, and that helps you get a sense of um, if you have everything, what might be missing, the order, the chronology of your okay. book, and then you stack it up, and you and then you can scrap, scrap with a purpose because everything's all organized and in order. Brilliant. <laughs> so
0: you know if it's if somebody has all those pictures and it's like okay. I want to focus on this kid from this period of time to this or this kid and, you know, um, for instance, our daughter ballroom danced. So you could do one that's just about this activity so Mm -hmm. that it's like, here's your dancing days and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, your son, he's a baseball player. So it's like, here's your baseball stuff. Mm -hmm. So that idea of having that macro overview of what you want to do. And then, as you say, deciding the different things and what are you missing and hunting for them. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. OK. Mm-hmm. And then with digital photos, that has to mm-hmm. be a little bit easier And that typically, like on my phone, I have like dates and chronology. Mm-hmm. So that
1: must help. That does help, too. Uh, so I'm also an advisor. It's called an ambassador with a company called Forever, um, just like I am with Creative Memories. And Forever... Has permanent cloud storage, and the purpose of um, permanent cloud storage is to provide a place for people to organize their photos that where they won't be data mined or they won't somebody else won't have um, take over you know authority of their pictures, um, and so with forever you can uh, have a place to to store pictures in virtual albums. And then you can uh, bequeath that account to your children. So when you die, and Apple iCloud closes your account and says, "Up, oh, that's done and over because you're gone. Well, Forever says, No, we need a place where people can uh, bequeath their organized photos to the next generation. And it's so, photo in perpetuity. Exactly. And we say the guarantees for your lifetime plus 100 years. So, Somebody said to me the other day, that's not forever. And I said, well, it's your forever. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like at that point. That's brilliant because I have to say you're not really thinking on your deathbed like I need to tell them the password (laughs) to to my my, phone. Yes.
1: (laughs) And that actually happened when my dad passed. He had an iPad and um, we couldn't get into it. We couldn't find the. And it was. It was an act of co- Congress to get Apple to – we had to prove we own the iPad. Wow. We had to prove all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I- iCloud wants to be done with you once you're done. And, but Forever said, no, we need a place where people can go and, um, and have their photos organized, and then their children can inherit that. Great. Yeah. And it doesn't have to just be photos. It can be important documents, too.
0: Hey, doesn't Apple know that the apple doesn't fall from the tree <laughs> yeah. and apple seeds and all that stuff? Like, come on, guys. You're supposed to help plant roots. Wow. So rude. Oh. Um, but, you know, another PSA, thanks to Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen, where, remember, folks, write down the password to these things because there is valuable content on your loved one's phones and computers and, and iPads and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So... um Wow, you're kind of covering all the bases. I mean, between the those tangible photos and doing the traditional scrapbook and that tactile really creative like, you know, old school whatever, and then the digital age where you can do it that way and organize and see it and and I love the fact that in both scenarios you can you can be a collaborator. It's um Pete had this thing uh, that he learned from work where do you want to um, hear, help, or handle? Hearing Mm. is the, you know, I'll just listen to you talking and working through this, which is probably something that happens at some of your crop events and your retreats. Like, okay, I'm just going to listen while you're working through this. And then there's the help where it's truly collaborative. And then there's the handle it Mm
1: -hmm. where someone's
0: like, Here you go. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, I mean, you're full service. Thank you. Well, I try to be. Well, and the thing is, this stuff is, it's got to be so therapeutic. You talked about the fact that, you know, when you really did a deep dive into your why, that you realized that there was a certain therapy connecting you with mom and what you had missed and trying to capture that, trying to ensure that that wouldn't happen for you and your family, and just the act of doing
1: it. Mm-hmm. And for other people's families, too. You know, one of the saddest things for me is to see old photos in an antique store or something, because that's somebody's family history that nobody knew or didn't understand the value of. So, it, Well, and there's something about, you know, as somebody that's
0: taught art in schools, you see what the the therapy that it brings, Mm -hmm. you know, and that peace. I Mm -hmm. mean, there
1: is, there is nothing negative associated with what you do. Oh, that's a nice way to look at it. Um, but it is therapeutic. It's definitely therapeutic. I know when I did a book once for my great aunt, Aunt Florence, this nice, you know, vivacious Italian lady and so friendly and so wonderful. And, um, when she passed away, I was so incredibly sad. But I had recipes of hers. I had stories. And we had family photographs. And so I I put those together in a photo book. And I started doing it just for me. But the, um, but so it's like my Auntie Florence reference book. Mm-hmm. And whenever I miss Auntie Florence or I think, how do I make that red pepper and chili appetizer again? Right? I, I go to that book. and but, but in the making of it, it was so th- therapeutic because i was putting it together on the computer and then i'd laugh you know so hard or then i'd cry right so hard and then i'd come back at it and then i'd laugh again and so it just helps you process those feelings as you go through you know putting this this book together
0: well and it's shared community right Mm -hmm. you know the example where the um The gal had friends come over to look at the book. It just – it creates community. So that's a big thing. Now, speaking of community, besides the fact that you do all of this and, you know, your mom and wife and, as you say, you have multiple degrees. You went to the same school that both of my boys either have graduated or are going to. Santa Clara. Woo! Anyway. um, Go Broncos. Right? So there's that piece. And then your degree with your art education and your business that you've been doing for almost 20 years. Let's not say 19. Let's say almost 20. Yeah. Um, You give back to the community a lot. So tell me what, what you do there.
1: Well, I have set up um, something with uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation so that I can help preserve the wishes of the children in their program. So – uh, I arranged it through Dan Perdue, and see, it was a t- between Gazala and Dan. You know, so two more BNI Plateau Partner members. Gazala mm-hmm. works with nonprofits, and Dan's wife works for Make a Wish Foundation. It's been a dream of mine to be able to uh, share my mission, right, of uh, of preserving memories and stories, and who better than to um, help than Wish Kids. Oh, my gosh.
0: I'm like all. So it's kind of a new it's
1: a it's a new thing for me. I mean, I donated to their auction recently, Mm -hmm. but I contacted them to be a volunteer and a resource to do this. So I might be teaching Wish Families how to make scrapbooks or I might just be doing that for them. This is you being proactive again. Yeah. I mean, so.
0: Right. There it is. I mean, you know, you're passionate about it and passionate about the importance of preserving those memories and telling stories, and here you are being proactive. Wow! And she's patient with me,
1: and I'm patient. Um, it's the plateau partners, though. I mean, look at, see. That's back. It cycles back to. We were talking about the the business expertise in our in our group. Absolutely. And so that was able to, because of Gazala and Dan, I was able to make that start to make that work towards making that dream a reality. So.
0: Okay, well, we're gonna finish up here. Time goes by when you're having fun. It sure does. So, what are some final thoughts that you want to share with anybody? Anything that I maybe didn't ask you about? And um, before I have you share how people can get in touch with you.
1: Okay, so do the final thoughts first. I think so. Like what you know? Sure. The final. uh, So during the pandemic, so many people. I I heard so many people say they felt alone and isolated when we were locked down. But uh, my clients and I didn't feel that way because of those weekly and biweekly and monthly scrapbook um, crops that I did via Zoom and online. Uh, and we virtually scrapbooked together. We even met new people. We, uh, there was a, a gal named um, Asia in Michigan that wow. joined us and a, la- uh, a psychiatrist named uh, Teresa in New Jersey who joined us, who Zoomed in with us and a, a lady in uh, Tennessee. So, and then I had a sister of one of my clients here from um, California. And so we got to spend time t- with each other every week and it helped during this difficult time. And we got to relive happier times as we were mm-hmm. working on our pictures together. And they were s- extremely grateful to me that I, that I pivoted and to virtual instead of just waiting for the pandemic to be over. So they kept me me sane and and in business, and I'm truly grateful for that.
0: I love that. Well, and working on these things, it shows you how fleeting time is, right? Mm -hmm. So what felt like such a long time where we were all stuck in quicksand, you know, really that period when you were awkward with your braces or you had a cast on for a whole summer (laughs) or whatever it is, like it seems like forever, but it's such a fleeting time. And no matter how crazy times are, the memories and the stories that they evoke are so powerful and poignant, and take you
1: right back. Mm-hmm. It and, would be it would be great because some days, some of I would say, "Where are you today?" and somebody would say, "I'm in Italy," and I'm in France. Well, they weren't really in Italy and France, but they they were there with their pictures because mm-hmm. they were reliving those trips, and they finally had some time to sit down and get those pictures into albums. So my clients got pages done, and they got lots of albums done too. You are. You and
0: what you do are really incredible, and I suspect that people are going to want to know
1: how to contact you. So okay. give the people what they want. So your website, say it again. Sure. The best way to contact me is via my website, com, and that's potential clients can book a complimentary consult with me, or they can email me at Eileen, so E-I-L-E-E-N, at MemoryBooksByEileen.com, or they can call me at 425-753-1426. And I have page layout ideas on Facebook, at Facebook.com, at Eileen's Events, or at Pro Maker. Wow.
0: Okay. So lots of ways to connect with you and see what they need and take those random pictures that are digital or tangible or whatever it is and... Get them organized and get inspired and, you know, just just make some
1: memories, people. Yeah, get them in books. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You were the first one of the second season. Yay. Hopefully you had fun. Oh, I had a great time. You're awesome. amazing. Well, back at you, sister. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Again, it's Plateau Partners Pulse, and I am with Eileen Vieira of Memory Books by Eileen. And remember, you can find her at memorybooksbyeileen.com And keep listening to future episodes with other members of the Plateau Partners. And you can also go back and listen to season one. So if you want to get to know some of our uh, business uh, members, then you can also see where they've evolved and where they've come from. Because again, as Eileen can tell you, everyone's got a story. Oh, yes. So we're preserving it with podcast. Thanks again for listening. We will talk to you next time.